everybody, welcome back to another episode of Healing Yourself with Francesca Rowe. I am Francesca Rowe and I'm so grateful and happy and excited to have all of you here with me today to talk about all things healing yourself and the healing journey and everything that goes along with that. So, hi everybody, how are you? I hope you're doing well today. I'm doing really well. I'm in a fantastic mood. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to come on here and talk with all of you today. I just want to say happy eclipse. There's an eclipse today. I don't know if that's how I should say it. Happy eclipse? I guess that's right. Happy eclipse. Um, I believe there is an eclipse today. And, you know, I'm not like, I know astrology is not like my biggest passion as we've discussed. So I'm not going to pretend to know everything about it. But I do know that it's a really powerful time of endings and change and transformation. And I've actually heard some people say that like today with this eclipse is the most powerful energy of the year for changing and just for, yeah, for shifts in ourselves and in our lives, which I think is so exciting. And I'm definitely feeling the energy. So maybe you are as well. Yeah, I'm excited for today's topic. Today's topic is all about surrender. I'm actually thinking of calling it surrender and then in parentheses, trust 2.0, because if you've been following along for a bit, you will know that at a certain point, I released an episode called trust. And that was a very emotional episode for me, unlike most episodes where I wait for clarity. Before coming on here, I didn't. I was in the thick of my healing and I was in the thick of working through a lot of trust issues that I had at the time. And I was honestly working through releasing them. So it was kind of like the last bit of those trust trust issues. But I chose to work through them with all of you. And I do think I stand by that technique, that method. I think it was powerful for many reasons, but I just didn't like how much I was talking about other people. Um, just because, you know, I didn't want to give details, but I found myself giving more details than I think are fair for other people's privacy and protection. Just because, yeah, it makes it more relatable, it makes it more like we're friends talking and you can understand what I'm going through, but I just, it didn't sit right on my heart and I didn't want to, um, invade other people's privacy like that and I want to respect their boundaries and so as I've had time away from it I've definitely come to this this feeling of like you know I actually I could have kept it up it would have been fine but there was still not all of the things that I said about other people like some of it I'm like yeah that was facts I didn't speak anything but facts but some of it it was emotionally fueled and I just don't think it was fair to be giving that many details about stuff that I was experiencing with other people um because they, they don't have a podcast, they don't have the opportunity to speak their mind and say their piece, and so I just didn't think that was fair. Anyway, so I, I think at a point I said I was going to put that on my, or I said I was going to be like moving it to my podcast subscriptions, um, but I decided I didn't want to do that, because I just don't want it out there at all, whether you're paying or not. Um, so it's gone forever, it is in the archives, never to be seen again, and because of that, I thought man, we're really lacking a trust episode because there's so much about trust that I've been learning and dealing with and that we deal with on our journeys of healing. But I really feel like trust and surrender go hand in hand. So I figured I would create a new episode called Surrender, in parentheses, Trust (laughs) 2.0, where um, we just kind of get to do a redo of the episode, but I have so many more things to say now and I've come a long way with where I am in trust now and I feel like it's going to be awesome. So I'm excited to do that today. Um, before we get into it, is there anything else I want to say? 
Oh, <laughs> this is funny. None of what I'm about to say is that important, but I very much want to be, um, you know, crossing my T's and dotting my I's on here. So I want to make sure that I'm saying things that are facts when I'm speaking facts. So <laughs> this is from a while ago. This is from my Healing Your Bodies episode or one of the episodes where I was talking about my experience with intuitive eating, which I very much still stand behind. Um, I was mentioning this person that I recommended that I had been getting advice from or just following along with that had helped me in my intuitive eating. Um, a YouTuber, a blogger, an Instagram, whatever, a, a person named Abby Sharp. Um, and I believe at the time I said that this person was a certified nutritionist. And the other day I was watching one of their videos and I realized that is not correct. They are not a nutritionist. They are a registered dietitian. So I know I'm like pulling that out the wazoo and some of you might not even remember that episode when I said this, but I just, again, I want to make sure that I'm getting everything right. So I still very much recommend that person if you're into intuitive eating. She's great at debunking health myths and letting you know like the actual facts and stuff. Um, but yes, Abby Sharp, she is a registered dietitian, not a nutritionist. All right, cool. Oh, one more thing. Um, this is so dumb. I mean, it's just silly. None of you, maybe you remember, maybe you don't, but I think one of the previous episodes I was talking about how I'm working on limiting my caffeine intake, which by the way, I know you're all so curious, is going really well. I'm like down to one cup of like black tea a morning, like a day, and I'm like starting to really get my natural morning energy back, which is really, it feels really good to be experiencing that. Um, but anyway, when I was talking about lowering my caffeine intake, I mentioned that I had been like hooked on this uh, energy drink that's really popular right now, like the Celsius drinks. And I, I didn't realize I did this until I went to the grocery store afterward and I saw the drinks there and I realized that I had on here called it like the Celsius Live Fit drink. But when I saw the drinks in the grocery store, I was like, oh, that says Live Fit, doesn't it? not live fit I guess that makes a lot more sense but I I prefer live fit so you know just uh pronounce things however you want live your life um but yes that is I guess I felt the need to clarify that so you all know that I can read um all right is there anything else no let's just get into it I'm really excited Alrighty, cool beans let's go So, surrender and trust. I want to talk about that today because, again, that trust episode is no longer here, but also because, yeah, I've come such a long way since then with how I feel about trust, and I ultimately feel that trust is just a really deep surrender, you know? Um, when we surrender to the journey, to what's going on in our life, to a higher power, to trusting, our surrender is putting out into the universe and telling the universe that we trust. Um, surrender is the ultimate trust. I immediately think of like trust falls, you know, if you're doing a trust fall, when you fall back, what do you have to do? You have to surrender. You have to surrender control. You have to let your body go. You can't be rigid. You can't like take a step back when you're about to fall. You have to just surrender control and trust. And surrender and trust has been a huge, huge, huge theme on my journey. It might be the biggest theme on my journey. Um, being a twin flame, being a divine feminine, you know, I'm, I've, I've said before, I'm not going to go into it on this as much, but one of the big things for divine feminines to heal is this need to control, which I totally relate to all my life. I've definitely not 
intentionally and not maybe consciously, but I now see patterns where I just always needed to be in control. I found it very hard to relinquish control. I found it very hard to trust people. I found it hard to trust myself. I found it hard to trust the universe or whatever was out there. I didn't know. And that caused a lot of pain in my life, in my body. That's one place I didn't even expect, but I found that as I've been able to surrender more, it's like my body is healing more and more and more. Like, I, I mean, my neck still cracks a bunch, but it's gotten so much better. Like, I don't feel this tightness in my body as much anymore, in my shoulders and my neck. My posture has improved so much. It's something I always used to struggle with. I have a really long neck. I always use that as an excuse, but I think, honestly, I just had so much tension in parts of my body because that's where I was holding pain and tension and a lack of flow and trust in myself and in the universe and in my life. So it's been a huge, huge part of my journey. I was learning to relinquish control. And when I made the trust episode, I was basically being bombarded with everything in my life that I didn't trust, which was essentially everything. Um, and I was being shown how that lack of trust was creating more problems for me and it was my own doing. And that was really challenging for me to grasp because it's easier for me to do something than to be told the way to accomplish something is to not do something. Do you know what I mean? Because we live in a society that is just so capitalistic and it's just so like you got to push and when you work harder then you achieve more and you work harder you get better results and like it's always like what are you doing? What effort are you putting out? And so that's what I felt like I had to be doing in order to achieve anything or to get any peace in my life or to be happy. I had to constantly be trying. And so to have this realization from the universe on my healing journey that what was being asked of me was to relinquish that trying and to actually surrender, you would think that sounds really easy. Just, just stop. But it was incredibly hard because I was like, I don't know how to not do anymore. I don't know how to just be. I don't know how to surrender um, and put my faith in something greater than what my eyes can see. And recently I've had a ton of epiphanies with trust and with relinquishing control. And I feel like this eclipse has been a culmination of, of, of this, of surrender. And um, I guess, should I get into what I mean? Yeah. So, okay, so being an actress um, in Los Angeles, I am a full-time actor, and I'm really proud to be able to say that. You know, I don't have a day job. I don't work in a coffee shop. I don't do retail. I don't work in a bar. Like, I'm a full-time actor. I don't have a, a shift. I don't have a nine-to-five job. Like, I'm a full-time artist and creative. And you might be hearing that and being like, wow, that's so amazing. And it is, but it is. I'm not going to downplay it. It's amazing, and I'm so, so, so grateful. But... Like anything, there are the, the beauties that come with it and the challenges. Um, you know, being a full-time actress, um, I don't have the steadiness and comfort that a day job would give me or a classic 9-to-5 job would give me like other people have. You know, I don't, I don't know for certain how much money I'm going to be getting and on what day I'm going to be getting it and if it's going to be enough to cover all of my expenses. I mean, essentially I do know because I've cultivated that trust, but going into it, I didn't and I hadn't cultivated that trust. And I would argue it's very hard for anyone to have that kind of trust, to be able to really put your faith in the universe and in your ability and trust that what you need will come, the money will come, the abundance will come, and that you will be safe and protected and provided for is extremely challenging. Again, because we've created the society that is so focused on what we see and the physical and the material and we focus so much on capital and so 
you know, not having what society has made us believe we need to have a consistent check coming in, you know, like every other Friday or whatever, like knowing I'm going to get this amount and this is going to cover these bills and I'm going to have this much left over. Like, I don't have that. And that is also my choice. Like, I could have taken a day job and sometimes, not now, but when I've, at the beginning more so, when I was going through really being tested about my trust in the universe, there were times when I considered doing that um, just out of my ego and, um, yeah, my ego being so fixated on the material world and feeling like really, really shaken by like, I don't know, when's the money going to come? How am I going to be stable? Like, maybe I should just get a, a job, just something easy. Maybe I should work at a coffee shop or a thrift store or just get something. But I never did because I I basically have always known, I mean, as long as I've been old enough to get a job, I've very much felt in my soul that day jobs and nine to five jobs and like that capitalistic structure it just wasn't for me. But before I woke up spiritually, I felt like that was a me problem. I felt like that meant I was lazy or there was something wrong with me because all around me, it seemed like everybody else was able to do it just fine. You know, I've had many jobs. I've done like retail. I've done bartending. Um, I've done like waiter, like not wait, like catering and I did um, like receptionist work. I've done so much and none of them I enjoyed at all. And not even just that I didn't enjoy them. I like despised them. And it would be the kind of thing where I would do them for maybe a week or two or maybe even a month. And it was still fresh. It was still new. So I was able to find a little bit of lightness and joy in that because it was just something new. But once it set in, it was like soul draining. Like it just crushed my soul and crushed my spirit and dimmed my light so much and I always felt like that was something that was wrong with me because I would look around at my colleagues and other employees that were working the same job as me and it's not that they loved it either you know they would complain you know it was just like a means to an end but they just seemed to be able to handle it with um just a lot better than I could and you know they they'd be able to do a whole long day of, of a shift and then afterwards be like, hey, we're going to go like hit up this bar, this club, like this party, like you going to come? And I remember like after a whole day of being at a shift or at work being like, absolutely not. Like there is no way in hell I would then go out. Like I need to go home and like decompress for the next like 20 years. Like I can't, like it was just, that's how draining it was to me. I just never felt like it was right for me. And now I understand that that makes perfect sense because just the idea that Every single human in this society would work and function the same way and that their energy levels would work and function the same way, to me, is preposterous. And maybe you agree. I mean, I think it's pretty clear when we think about it, when we really break it down. The idea that we've decided that this is a capitalistic society and this is how things work and therefore everybody should be able to do it perfectly and not complain and be fine with it. Like, no, we're all different, of course. It only makes sense that, of course, we're all going to have different ways of working best and utilizing our energy and different work environments are going to work best for certain people. Like, duh. And yet, society has not quite caught up to that yet. But I believe, I have faith that we are getting there. And that's what this healing is all about. It's contagious. So when we start to question systems and we start to work on ourselves and do what feels best for us, other people are like, wow, I want what they have. I want to do what they're doing. And, and you know, it's a domino effect. So you got to be the change. But yeah, it didn't make it easy for me. Um, and now, of course, I realize that that wasn't something that was wrong with me. It's just that's not how I work best. So making that decision, being in LA, it 
it's been easy in some ways, but it has definitely tested my faith in my trust in the universe and my ability to manifest and bring in abundance, particularly for financially. And um, that has taken a lot of work. I mean, it might be the one of the hardest things I've had to heal because, again, we just live in a society and I've just been taught since, you know, we're taught since we're little. Like, this is the way things are. You need the concrete proof that the money's going to come in and you need to be able to plan and, like, know that you're financially taken care of. And if not, like, you have no security and you're like, what are you doing? You're floundering. But that's not the truth. And what I've been learning is that truly, truly, the more we surrender and trust, the more our needs are just naturally met because we trust that they will be. And this is where the work of like energy and manifestation really comes in. And I don't know, I get to be revealed that it is so true and powerful and real because the universe has shown me time and time again that when I do trust, I am taken care of. You know, I have this intention. I talk to universe every day. I say, you know, thank you universe for providing for me and taking care of me and like in all aspects, you know, financially and whatnot. So I'm already putting out that intention and then I have to trust that that's going to be met. And, you know, it's, it's worked out for me for the most part. There have definitely been some months where they were really shaky and, you know, I've had some breakdowns and some like, how am I going to make ends meet? Um, but I see now, and I hope this isn't hard to grasp, but I see now how that was also in a way my own doing because here's the basis, basis of manifestation. You know, manifesting, it's a buzzword right now. It's trendy, you know, um, people have got all these different techniques for doing it, but the real concrete thing about manifesting is basically, it's just this, like it's as simple and as challenging as this, but as simple as this. When you are an energetic match for that which you would desire to come into your life, it has no choice but to manifest in your life. That is it. That's how simple it is, like truly, because you create your own reality. We create our own realities. So if in your reality you are fully abundant and taken care of and you know you've got all like your financial means or whatever it is you're trying to manifest, if that is literally the reality you are living in and you are at that state consistently, the universe then has literally no choice but to bring that in for you. Like, it will literally come to you. It will be magnetized to you. That's why, like, magic is real. Energy is real because that unseen power is always at play and it is real. And your energetic state literally is the defining factor. Now, the reason why I feel like this isn't just what's preached all over and why I don't really talk about it like that all the time is because... When people think about it like that, I think people can fall into the trap of spiritual bypassing or um, toxic positivity where they're so afraid to not be high vibe because then their manifestations aren't going to come in that they're like, okay, I always have to be happy. I always have to be happy. But the problem with that is energy doesn't lie, as we know. And so if you're just being fake happy and you're not addressing your wounds and what needs to be healed, that's not going to manifest for you either. You really do have to do the work. You have to do the work and practice so that you can genuinely and authentically be at a state of literally what you want to bring in, your manifestation, and then it truly will come in. It's like, I like the visual of like you're blowing up a big balloon or a big bubble, and when it gets to like a big enough size, then it gets to like be tied off and like that's your manifestation. It gets to be given to you. And every time you are vibing at the energy of that which you want to attract and you're genuinely feeling positive and you believe that it's yours and it's coming to you, the balloon gets bigger, the bubble gets bigger. 
but any time you have a doubt creep in, it's like a tiny little needle comes and pokes a hole in the bubble or balloon. It's just a tiny needle, so the balloon doesn't pop, it doesn't completely deflate, but now there's a little bit of air seeping, but you keep going, you keep manifesting, the bubble keeps getting bigger, it's just a little slower now. Again, a negative thought comes in, doubt comes in about your manifestation coming true, boom, a little, a little hole is made, another little hole with a needle. And those keep happening. And so the more doubt that comes in, the more holes you are popping in your manifestation bubble. And then, you know, it's not able to blow up, but it's not able to grow. And essentially meaning that what stops and delays our manifestations is our own lack of faith in them and our own belief and our own inability to surrender and to trust. And it's been something that I've been struggling with because I understood, I understood the concept. I mean, I'm not struggling so much right now, but I understood the concept, but I was still, I was like, but I'm not seeing my manifestations come to the 3D. Like, where is the money? Where is the this? Where is what I'm asking for? Like, I don't see it. And I would be freaking out and be like, universe, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I feel like I'm like wrestling with myself. Like, please help me surrender. And every day I would ask, like, please help me surrender. Please help me surrender. I want to trust. I want to. And the universe kind of showed me through many different signs that what I really had to do was make the choice because yes, we have to do our healing, but at the end of the day, we always have free will and we get to a point on our healing where we have healed enough, you know, there's always going to be more, but we have to then make the conscious choice every day, every moment to choose trust. It's like right now in this moment, I could choose to be really sad. I could choose to look around and see what's not there and choose to believe that that means it's not coming. Or I can choose to have total faith. I can choose to trust the signs I'm seeing every day. I can choose to believe that I deserve it and it's already mine and it's going to come in for me at the perfect time. Do you know what I mean? And it really is that simple, but we have to be able to cultivate that trust. And it's something I've been working on constantly and I'm sure I will you know and and as as my manifestations continue to come in for me and as my desires grow and they get bigger you know I'll I'll be tested more but I want to share some really cool serendipitous signs and experiences that I recently had with the universe and at, at the beginning I didn't know why they were showing up but I knew there was a reason because I don't believe in coincidences but now now I realize it was the universe the universe showing me just how powerful it is and how it is okay to finally let go and surrender and trust and trust that in the relaxation and the peace and in the not doing sometimes that is when the magic is being orchestrated behind the scenes and that's actually when we let go of that effort that's actually when our manifestations are able to finally come in so these kind of serendipitous moments i mean i get signs all the time like And that in itself, I think I had started taking for granted. Like, I mean, I sometimes post them on my Instagram stories, like angel numbers and stuff. But if I were to post all of them, it would just be like chaotic because I'm not kidding. Like every single day, I must see at least, at least 20 angel numbers, like, you know, the 222s, 888, like 20 times I must see all, all the numbers you can imagine, all the combinations, you know, 1234, 1010, 1212, 888 literally at least 20 times every single day like it's just it's just so common now that I just kind of I had in the past taking it for granted but they're constant um and then I'm constantly getting signs from music um all forms of media I hear people's names constantly like I am bombarded bombarded with my twin flames name literally from sunup till sundown like it is 
it, it increased over time, but it's just like, it's comical at this point. Um, you know, I get, yeah, stuff like that. I'll hear words consistently that just like align with what I know is coming in and what, you know, stuff behind the scenes. Um, animals, I get signs from nature, things I overhear, things I read, things I see, constantly getting signs. But recently I started getting just really interesting serendipitous signs that kind of stuck out to me more and the first one out of these kind of this group of signs that really resonated with me was on my birthday my birthday was recently it was on October 15th and it was a wonderful birthday it was like honestly the first birthday that I've really really just kind of held special for me usually I'm very I love my birthday usually I'm very quick to tell people it's my birthday I'm very excited to spend time with others and to be celebrated by others But this year I was really looking forward to just like spending the day with myself and really treating myself and just like giving myself so much love and affection and just like making it such a beautiful day for me. And I did and it was wonderful. But anyway, first thing in the morning I woke up and you know, you get a free drink from Starbucks on your birthday, pro tip if you didn't know. Um, So I was really excited to go and get that because I never really get Starbucks or any other tea or coffee place drink anymore just because... Look, I'm all for treating yourself, but with inflation, I don't need a $7 drink every morning. Like, it's just not worth it to me. But I was excited to do that. And so I was like, what am I going to get? You know, I don't really drink coffee anymore because of the whole caffeine thing. So I was like, maybe I'll get a chai tea. And, you know, I was like customizing my order. And I was like, I don't really want all this chai syrup because it's like, like 40 grams of sugar or something, which like just would not make me feel good. Um, So I was like, I'll get a little bit of chai, but then I need a little bit more caffeine. So maybe I'll add some like matcha powder and be fancy and create some new kind of concoction. So whatever, I did that and I was going to pick it up at this Starbucks that's really close to me and it said they're out of matcha powder. And I was like, okay, no big deal. Where I live, there's like 50 Starbucks (laughs) around me. Like I can go to any of them. So I started looking through and all of them were like, no matcha powder, no matcha powder, no matcha powder. And I was like, dang it, maybe it's just not meant to be. But I kept going, and then eventually there was this one in Burbank, and it said they do have matcha powder. So I was like, fantastic, I'll go there. Um, And I love Burbank. I like, I live in North Hollywood, but I live like, like right, like I'm like maybe two minute drive from Burbank, if that, like it's so close to me. And I love it so much because it's just so laid back, and it's like right next to the mountains, so it's just so beautiful. I love Burbank. So I was like, okay, I'll go there. So I get there, um, I go in to pick up my drink, and I already see the woman, she's holding it, it says Francesca on it, and, but it's a bigger drink than I expected, I had gotten a grande, and this was a venti, and I was like, whoa, maybe it's my lucky day, maybe she messed up my order, Um, and I tell her, like, yes, I'm Francesca, and as she's handing me the drink, I realize, wait a second, not only is this a venti, this is an iced drink, and I got a hot drink, and this looks like a coffee, and I definitely didn't get a coffee, And I was like, I I don't think this is my drink. And she looked confused. And then she looked at the counter and was like, oh, you're the other Francesca. And then she hands me my drink with, again, the name Francesca on it. And literally, it was like 7.15 in the morning. Like some other person with the exact same name as me, spelled correctly, Francesca, like how I spell it, had gotten a drink from this exact Starbucks at this exact time and ordered a mobile order ahead of time. Like... And I just thought it was very peculiar, you know, I don't believe in coincidences. So I was like, okay, universe, I see you, like giving me a little nod on my birthday, you know, 
I didn't quite understand what it was supposed to mean, but I just thought it was the universe giving me a little wink on my birthday, and I thought it was very serendipitous and cute. So whatever, that was that was one. And then a few days later, I get this text from a number that I don't have saved in my phone, and the text starts with "Yo, Fran!" exclamation point, and then it goes, "It's Lucas. Um, uh, my friends and I are going to Friday night skate night or whatever. Um, you should." come by if you're free and uh, the first thing is I was like maybe I don't know who this is off the top of my head I don't know Luke a Lucas maybe this is someone from the past because first of all I don't go by Fran anymore um side note like all my life I've been given nicknames in middle school and elementary school I was Franny in high school and college I somewhat graduated I guess to Fran Um, But I was such a people pleaser that I just went along with other people wanting to call me nicknames, but I never, ever, ever liked nicknames. I hated being called them, but like I was such a people pleaser that I not only let them call me that, but I also like, like adopted them and like grew to like them. It was like Stockholm Syndrome, like, but with my name, (laughs) like I, I just don't like it because I love my name. Like the name Francesca, I genuinely love my name. I think it is beautiful. I think it is sexy. I think it is unique. I love it. And all my life, I was never called it. Like even by like close friends, boyfriends, whoever, even my family started calling me Fran. And I just felt like all my life, I was robbed of a name that was rightfully mine to begin with. I was like, why, why is no one calling me this name that is literally my name? And even like people that I never had met would come up to me and like that knew of me though and would just immediately like refer to me as Fran we'd never even met it was like it wasn't like my name was Alexander and I solely went by Alex you know like I love my name so now that I've reclaimed my power and I'm no longer a people pleaser I've said enough and I tell people like no don't call me that anymore you know I don't say it in a mean way but I'm like hey by the way I go by Francesca now, um, and I love it. I love being called Francesca. If I didn't, if I wasn't named Francesca, I'd want to name my daughter that. Like that's how much I love my name. So anyway, so when I saw that they called me Fran, I was like, hmm, probably someone from the past, but I don't know who a Lucas is. So I responded, and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry, I don't have your number saved on my phone. Like, which Lucas is this? just trying to get some context and they gave me their full name and I was like I still have no idea who this is so I was like okay time to do some sleuthing so I went on my Instagram and I tried to see if I was following anyone with this name and I wasn't and so I went to my followers and tried to see if anyone was following me with this name and they weren't so then I went to Facebook and I tried to find this person and I did I found um, somebody who lived in LA with this name and I was like okay I'm bl- I, I'm assuming this is who this is I put a face to the name and then I looked up the thing they were inviting me to this like skate night whatever and sure enough it's like a thing in Santa Monica like so I knew it was like someone from the LA area but also I don't skate so I was like this is very odd like there's this person think I skate do they want me to watch them skate <laughs> like what's going on so then they follow up their text of giving me their name by saying, I'm, I'm friends with Maddie and Nat. And I'm like, who? Like, I don't know. I'm not friends with anyone named Maddie or Nat. Um, I don't know anyone by those names, especially not on the West Coast. So I was like really confused. Um, and when I looked at the person on Facebook, I was like, I've never seen them before. 
And so I responded and I was like, I'm so sorry, but I have no idea who those people are that you're telling me you know. And they respond and they're like, you went on a couple of dates with Maddie? Question mark. This is Fran, isn't it? And I was like, what? And I said, I've never been on a date with anyone named Maddie. Is that a woman? Like, I'm straight, by the way. So definitely not not what happened. And I was like, this is just so weird. But it, and I was like, but I mean, I'm Francesca. People have called me Fran in the past. And then I kind of realized like, oh my God, like this person has the wrong number. They were still trying to reach somebody, most likely somebody with my area code from Maryland, because I feel like when people get numbers wrong, they don't normally mess up the area code. I mean, could be, but it seemed like they were trying to reach someone from Maryland. They were trying to reach someone with my name and they were trying to reach someone who lived in LA, in the LA area, but it wasn't me. And I said that to them and they were like, yeah, I guess, I guess this is a mistake. Like, I'm so sorry about that. And you know, we went our separate ways. They never texted me back saying, no, I was trying to reach you. Like it was a wrong number. And I was like, this is just so weird. That's never happened to me in my life. Like my name isn't the most, I mean, I think my name's unique, you know, whatever. Some people might disagree. I think my name's unique, but listen, it's at least more unique than like Ashley or like Mary or Sarah. Like this has just never happened to me. Like what are the odds? It was just too much of a coincidence and I don't believe in coincidences. So I was like, okay, universe, really, what are you trying to tell me now? Because this is, this is the second time that something like this has happened. And the more that I thought about it, the more that I realized as I, this was, you know, while I was very much going through the more, more of my healing of my surrender and trust. And I realized that the universe was showing me just how powerful it was. It was showing me, Francesca, do not doubt, do not doubt all of your abundance coming in. Do not doubt your blessings. Do not doubt that we can make stuff happen for you. We can make anything happen. We can make the most serendipitous thing happen. Look, we can literally make, you know, these crazy things happen. Do not doubt our power. Like we can align anything. We can make anything happen. And if anything is possible, then why wouldn't it be possible for you? Like trust, deeply trust. And I really felt like that was the message coming through and it was really showing me like, Wow, because I, you know, I trust the universe, but it was like I was having trouble getting out of this ego mind of like, okay, I trust, but I'm not still seeing anything in my 3D. Where is it? But that questioning itself was the doubt that was stopping my manifestations from coming in. Do you see? And so the universe was showing me as much as it could. I feel like it was like shaking me, being like, Francesca, literally look at this. Like, don't doubt us. Like, look at the power we have to make the weirdest, most serendipitous things happen like we can orchestrate anything to happen like anything nothing is above us like we can make it happen and it was just so powerful and it really started to deepen my trust and really started to get me to cultivate this like deep understanding of just because my 3d ego mind can't understand how something's going to happen or how the universe is going to solve a problem i have doesn't mean that they can't do it and that it's not going to happen and I'll give one more. Um, this was like just a few days ago. I I was at a I was going to a callback for a modeling print job, um, and you know they gave us a certain time to come in, but they did say like please do your best to come in at this time, but if you need to, you know feel free to come in any time throughout the day that we're open. 
Um, so I was kind of having a slow start to my morning. I was feeling really groggy. I could tell that my body was like working through some healing stuff and I was listening, listening to my body. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it by my time, which was 1230. Um, and they were going on lunch from like 1.30 to 2 or something. So I was like, okay, I'll go after their lunch. So I, I went. It was like, you know, 25 minutes from me somewhere in Hollywood, like at a random warehouse turned into a, a modeling, auditioning area, studio, whatever. And as soon as I'm checking in, I hear somebody be like, like say my name and I turn and it's this girl that was in my acting class, not in my class, but went to Penn State, the high, the, the high school, the college that I went to. And, you know, I was an acting major. I was in, in acting school. There were only seven people in my class, and we were the first class ever of BFA actors. So a very tight-knit community. And this girl, when I was a senior, she was a freshman in the, the program that I'm in, the acting program. And I was just like, what in the world? Like, what are the odds? And it was so wonderful to see her. And she actually moved out to L.A. with quite a few of her other classmates who were also actors and who were also freshmen when I was a senior. And um, she was like, yeah, like um, so-and-so was just actually at this callback this morning. Um, we're all going to go to this bar later for the homecoming game because it was our school's homecoming. Um, I don't watch football, but, you know, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? That'll be fun. I'll bring my guy friend who's my roommate who was also in my program um and we all went and it was a wonderful time and it was just so fun getting to reconnect with them and to be out here on the west coast with all of them and have that connection and it was so wonderful and if i hadn't gone late to that audition and made that decision and not like guilted myself about it you know but listened to my body and did it because i did that i ran into her and i made that new connection and we were able to reconnect and it was just like one of those things, you know, being at the right place at the right time. And it was just so serendipitous because these these audition windows were like, you know, 15 minutes, like if that. So it would have been so easy to miss each other, but we didn't for a reason. The universe had that happen. And so all these things kind of happened in a cluster in the span of not even two weeks. And so that's why they really stuck out to me. And it was really the universe showing me that the universe literally can orchestrate anything. We don't have to worry about oh, but I don't know the details. How is this going to work? I don't know. Like, we actually can just let go and trust. And when we do that, we're not letting go of our drive. We're not being lazy. Actually, sometimes that is exactly what's needed to bring in our manifestation. Because when we're constantly holding on and we're like, where is it? What's going on? What we're putting out energetically into the universe is that we do not trust it. Because it's like baking a cake. You put the batter in, you know, you do all the stuff you need to do to make the cake. And then once the batter's all together, you put it in the oven, you set the timer, and then what do you do? You don't take it out before it's ready. Because why? Because you know the universe is going to do its thing, the oven is going to do its thing and cook it. And when the timer goes off, it'll be ready. But if you keep opening the oven, all you're doing is delaying its cooking because you keep letting the heat out. It's literally just like that. When we have a desire, when we have a manifestation, yes, we have to be intentional. Yes, we have to put our manifestations out there, ask the universe for what we want. But then what is fully required of us and is actually a key part of bringing our manifestations in is surrender. We have to trust. We have to stop opening that oven door because when we do, we're what's getting in the way. And then we wonder, where is our manifestation? Where is our manifestation? See universe, it's not showing up. And the universe is like, dummy, you're the reason it's not showing up. Stop stop looking stop asking where it is like just trust it'll come in 
when it's ready and the sooner you relinquish trust the sooner it'll fully cook and come in and it's the kind of thing that I've I've known logically for a while but it's really been sinking in for me and I've already been seeing so many positive changes in my life and also it's just so nice not to be constantly worried about things that are out of your control anyway and since these things have been happening I've really been consciously making the effort to surrender like anytime a little negative thought or doubt wants to come in I literally just don't entertain it I'm like no I don't know how I don't know when it might seem impossible to the ego but guess what there's no impossible with the universe look at all the signs I get look at all these serendipitous moments like this is the proof anything can happen in this crazy magical world because it is magical and I've started really like thanking the universe every day for bringing miracles to me every day. And since I started doing that, I've really been just more aware of all the, the little miracles. Because like I said, you know, I always get signs and I'm sure you get signs too. We've, we did, that was like the second episode I ever did. It was about the signs we see. But even that, we can get used to that and we can overlook them and take them for granted. And overlook the fact that the universe is literally giving you concrete signs and is literally working for you. And all that's asked is you surrender and trust. And I can tell you, whenever I fully surrendered and trust, that is when magic has happened. Like truly magic. That's when things that I never thought would happen for me have been able to happen. Or solutions that I never would have expected have come in and solved a problem that I was really nervous about. Um, Things that I was unhappy with in life. The more I was stressed about it, the worse it seemed to get. And then literally when I was like, fuck it, you know? the universe is going to figure it out. I trust the universe knows what's best for me. Somehow it's going to get solved. And then guess what? It did. Like, I'm not going to go into every example because, you know, I don't need to be giving that many details about my life, but literally like, it's just, it's consistent and it's amazing. And it's just shown me time and time again, that the ultimate form of trust is surrender because our actions speak for our energy, you know, and what we do can can and does affect our manifestations and also what we don't do and making the active conscious choice to not worry is amazing it does wonders for our manifestations but again it hasn't been it wasn't super easy for me maybe that's something that you just found comes to you naturally and kudos to you but yeah I've just really found that that the surrender can be really hard because again we're so used to doing and outputting and anytime we're not doing we feel like we are hindering our ability to manifest or you know we're just like not keeping up with the hustle and grind and don't get me wrong there are some people who that is so right for their energy you know I've talked before about my particular energy type and how like rest is my friend but there are different types of energy like some people the grind and the hustle that actually is what's meant for them you know if they're a manifester human design type like I'm not going to pretend to know everything about their type but I do know that they are way more like a hustle and grind type person than I would be so I'm not saying that's never right but I'm just saying sometimes what's needed is for us to actually let go and to stop trying and to allow it's the allowing and the universe has just been showing me that like do not doubt the power because I can make anything happen I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie serendipity um I believe it's on Netflix or it was um it was last year at this time but I had just seen it when it came out on Netflix sometime last year and I was just blown away I was like where has this movie been all my life because it's a love story I think it takes place at Christmas time but it's literally all about these serendipitous moments between this this man and woman who you know like 
have this like dusted faded meeting and then like go their separate ways for years um but like they still love each other and they never forget each other and then I won't spoil the end if you haven't seen it but basically it's just filled with these serendipitous moments from the universe or from God or whatever you want to believe in that just consistently show that like there is a higher divine order that our egos cannot understand and like even the things that we think are totally messing up our manifestations and totally taking us off the path like those things actually were key and necessity like key components and necessities to get that manifestation like that's how smart and fantastical the universe is like just do not do not limit yourself by limiting what you think the universe can do by what humans can do you know like we our brains cannot fathom the ways that the universe can move mountains and create miracles and i've just been really seeing that through the signs and if you are having trouble trusting as well if that's something you know mentally but are having trouble embodying like ask for clarity ask for signs that's what i was doing i was like universe i want to surrender i want to trust like please show me miracles show me magic like show me signs and make me like see them and be aware of them and show me just how magical you are because having these wild serendipitous moments happen to me really just like confirmed it for me and made me feel it in my body that yeah (laughs) yeah the universe can do stuff that we can't and it can move mountains and and you know the practice of surrender is a practice so you know as always don't be hard on yourself but use that as something to empower you the understanding that just like you know anything that takes practice it is inevitable that the more you practice it the better you're going to get so like yeah it's a choice and then anytime you feel yourself wanting to make the choice to not trust and to not surrender then guess what you can choose the opposite and next time it won't be so hard to choose and there won't be a struggle and you'll get faster and faster at it and then you'll just find yourself in these moments of complete ease and flow where you are at one with the universe and you are co-creating with the universe and you feel just so completely sure that everything is going to work out and what's yours will be brought to you and the universe has solutions that we can't even comprehend and then the the cool thing about that is the more you're practicing surrender the more you're going to see your manifestation show up and the more ease you're going to find in your life and the more joy you're going to find and the more flow and that state of flow is the state of surrender you know like you're literally just like flowing with the universe there's no rigidity in your body you're able to flow and you're not like you know rigid (laughs) So yeah, I feel like this was a lot more of story time than anything else, but um, I just felt like it was necessary, and this is what I felt called to talk about, and I hope, if nothing else, it inspired you to surrender a bit more in your life, because you know, we always can surrender more. Um, Challenge yourself, suspend your belief, and allow yourself to really lean into this idea that the universe is always working, that it can move mountains, work in magical ways. And why not? Why can't it do that for you? It can, and it is always. And the more you play into that, the more you will see the magic unfold for you. And you know, if you need signs, ask for signs. Ask for help. You know, I think I've said it before, but one of the great things I've heard is if you have time to worry, you have time to pray. So just like ask for the help, ask for the signs, and really lean into that surrender and watch the magic literally unfold before your eyes because the universe is just again and again I'm blown away by how incredibly powerful it is and how intentional it is and how it literally is working for you always not against you and it wants to see your dreams come true it wants your manifestations to come in and if you feel like it's working against you maybe that's a great opportunity to look at yourself and say well where is my lack of belief playing into this because what I found in myself and what I feel is often the case is that the universe isn't punishing you it's not playing against you 
it, it wants you to trust. It wants you to surrender, but it can't do what it's going to do for you if you don't trust that it will, you know? So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, this is definitely a lot lighter than the last trust episode. Um, yeah, um, I just, I wish so much trust and surrender upon you and um, just remember, yeah, the universe wants your dreams to come true. The universe is conspiring for you and all that is asked of you is to surrender and watch the magic unfold in your life. All right, everybody. So good talking to you all. I will see you all next time. Bye.